Welcome to the High Value Publishing Podcast. Discover digital revenue, audience development, and technology strategies to help grow your publishing business. Access show notes and all of our previous episodes at nearviewmedia.com. And now, here's your host, Eric Sheinfeld. Hey gang, welcome to this week's High Value Publishing Session. Uh, I'm really excited that you could join me here for this. Uh, This week, we're going to talk about ditching the magazine rate card. Yep, that's right. That wonderful 13612X rate card that we all know and love. Uh, It's time that we got rid of that. It's a, a relic of a bygone era, and I'll show you why. We should get rid of it and uh, what we should replace it with during this session. So we're going to talk about getting rid of the magazine rate card and why you should do it. A couple of things I want to talk about, though, before we get started, some housekeeping items. First of all, I want to let you know, again, this session is being recorded. We record all of our sessions. And when we post the recordings to the High Value Publishing website, uh, all the links that we mentioned here will be included um, in that session. So you can always come back and check it here. And indeed, all past sessions are available at highvaluepublishing.com. That will just redirect you to the Nearview Media website where all of our sessions are stored. Uh, Glad to report that we're still available as a podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify. Uh, Other platforms will be coming online here soon. But for right now, feel free to subscribe to us on any podcast platforms. If you have any questions during this live session, you can post them to the chat or use the Q&A. We'll be monitoring both of those. uh, And you're welcome to post those questions and we'll answer any of those. If you're watching this uh, online or archived, you can always go to highvaluepublishing.com and there's a button right there where you can submit a question uh, to me, either a question you'd like us to answer uh, in a future session or a question about this session. Feel free to go ahead and do that. Uh, And finally, I'd like to again give a special thanks to What's New in Publishing. Uh, These folks are redistributing these Q&A sessions to their audience and I still believe it's one of the best Um, publications for publishers and media companies out there. So make sure you go check out what's new in publishing and subscribe. Uh, So we're going to dive into talking about the rate card, uh, but there's a principle here that I want to make sure that we address. We, as a media company, we want to make more money not necessarily sell more print. So that's the goal. And that really at the end of the day is why we're talking about this. Our goal is to make more money, not sell more print. Print media cards are really incentives to sell more print. Let's let's take a look at one and we'll show what I mean, right? So here's a... um, the print rate card for National Defense, great little publication out there, um, B2B market. Uh, but here's a rate card, and you can see typical 136912X. Um, there must be a monthly publication, and they're selling this. So there's all these typical rates we're used to seeing. Now, why do we do a 136912X rate card? Well, we're doing that as an incentive. Hey, the more you buy, the more you're going to save. And we, we're trying to get people to hopefully run monthly with us and spend a lot more money than, than running a one-time rate. Um, this was great when print was all we had to sell. But now we have other products to sell, especially on the digital front, right? So we have website advertising. If you look at National Defense, here's their website 
uh, rate card, and then they have email newsletters, and they even have a frequency breakdown uh, on uh, the newsletters. So we've got these rate cards out here that are based upon frequency, uh, which is great, but what this does is it incents people to spend more money and buy more print. We're going to go over all the reasons why uh, you might want to move away from this model and what you should move to. So if we're not going to do uh, a 136 12x frequency rate card, what do we want to replace that with? Well, I am going to recommend that we replace this with total spend discounting. So what total spend discounting does is we're not based upon the frequency that people buy, but instead we're based upon the total dollars that people are going to spend with us across media, both print and digital. So here's a simplified example, one that has four different tiers, technically five if you include the no tier. But you know, if someone spends a total of up to $5,000 with us in any medium, we're not going to give them a discount. Uh, if they spend five to 10, we'll give them a 10%, 10 to 25, 15%, so on. This is just one example. We'd have to work out the specifics for your uh, publication, uh, your different price points. But this is one example of a total spend discount based upon both print and digital. Now, why would we want to do this? Why get rid of the rate card? You know that rate card is near and dear to sales reps, to sales managers, to some publishers, to some advertisers and some agencies who are used to doing that. Uh, and moving to a total spend discount method can be a little unsettling for some of those folks. Um, let's talk about why. What are the benefits to moving away from a frequency rate card to a total spend discounting model? Um, the biggest benefit here uh, is that it's going to reward your customers for spending money with you regardless of the channel. Hey, if they want to spend print, if they want to spend uh, money in email, if they want to spend money in, um, in uh, web, it, it's okay. Let them spend money. The goal is to incent your customers to spend more money with you, not necessarily buy more of a particular product. Uh, it makes it easy for your customers to adjust their media blend. There are some companies out there who still really, really love and value print uh, as well they should. Uh, and they're going to want primarily print. There's other companies out there on the other end of the spectrum who they don't do any print at all. They're only going to do digital. And then you have other companies who are going to want to do a good mix of print and digital. Make it easy for your customers to adjust their media blend, either customer by customer or perhaps campaign by campaign or year by year as they adjust and change their media habits. So make it easy for your customers to adjust their media blend with you. Um, this is one of my favorite points. It also helps mitigate the whole the dreaded cross-channel value add. We've all seen it. I still see tons of publications who do it today where they will give you digital if you'll buy some print, right? I'm gonna, if you, you buy a print schedule for me, I'm gonna value add some newsletters or value add some web advertising to, to you. Um, there's one little issue with value add though that I want you to, uh, to, to drill in that the words value add actually equal 
no value. When you say value add, it literally means no value. The message to advertisers and agencies is that you don't value this. That's why you're giving it away. And we're trying to do print and not do digital. Now, there's other reasons why a lot of sales reps may focus more on print than on digital. Usually, it's because we've underpriced our digital or we've got 50 products in digital that, are, that, are, that we're trying to sell and it's just too complicated and we don't understand it. And so our sales reps gravitate back toward print and they'll throw in some digital to sweeten the pot and get you to buy print. That's a whole separate issue. That's a whole other session we may actually do sometime uh, talking about um, how to simplify your rate cards, uh, simplify your digital offerings, uh, and sell fewer things that deliver more value at a higher price point. Um, when you do that, you can see digital uh, items selling for easily as much as your print items do or more. Um, but anyway, what this really does, the advantage of the total spend discounting program is it helps eliminate this concept of value add. Everything that you're going to propose the client has a value, but we give them a discount based upon the total value of what they purchased, digital or print. Uh, it gets advertisers closer to your open rates, right? We, we all know that, let me go back to the rate card here for a second. We all know that nobody buys the 1x rate, right? This is just an open rate. It's out there. Um, now, I've got some publishers, believe it or not, who actually will hold to their rate cards where their publisher is adamant they will not do discounting. Um, and I have a lot of respect for those companies. But for most publishers, we're discounting to some degree or another. Uh, and the rate card is really more there as a placeholder, a place to start the conversations. Um, usually, you'll get someone who's going to buy a 1x, they'll, they'll usually pay uh, the 3x or 6x rate. If someone's buying a 3x or 6x, they'll pay the 12x rate. Um, this is sometimes even more than that uh, as far as a discount. Um, this is one of the little you know, ugly secrets of the publishing industry in that the rate card uh, isn't worth the paper it's printed on. Um, again, there are some publishers who do hold that rate card. And if you're one of those, good on you. Um, keep it up, hold your values. Uh, but again, we come back down here. Um, one of the key things here is it does get advertisers closer to the open rate if you use the total spend discounting. What do I mean by that? So when we do a total spend discounting, I'll talk about this here in a minute. You start with every one of your products and you start with basically what the open rate is. What is your base list price? Um, I kind of relate total spend discounting to um, like a menu at a Chinese restaurant or maybe a Mexican restaurant, right? You have the a la carte section where you can buy, you can buy everything one off and there's the price. Then you get to this other place where you can... Um, spend more, if you have put these, these packages together, like the meals, um, you get a discount overall. So when we're doing this and we put together the total spend discounting uh, program, it's an opportunity for you to reset advertiser expectations. You can move them, you know, someone who's buying a, a 3X ad rate at a 12X price, you're going to reset the expectations. You're going to do a total spend discount. And usually most publishers will wind up getting a higher yield for their ad products than they were using a typical frequency rate card. So another big benefit of moving to 
the um, open rate uh, basis for a total spend discount. And second thing it does here is it encourages upfront buying. What I mean by this is that we're going to reset the um, the spend every year, right? So typically it's going to be on a calendar year. You're going to reset uh, January one through December thirty first. And it's going to really encourage people to, to lock in bigger contracts uh, in the fall uh, so that they get a higher tier in January and beyond. Uh, so this total spend discounting really encourages upfront buying across both print and digital, just like your 136X uh, frequency rate cards do. But this encourages upfront buying across both print and digital. It also positions you as a multimedia company, not a print-centric company. Now, look, print may be, for most publishers, uh, it still may be uh, the lion's share of the revenue. Um, But we all know that digital is becoming increasingly important. Uh, It has been for a long time and becoming even more so. This positions you as a multimedia company who's recognizing the digital and the print and giving your advertisers um, reward for spending more regardless of which channel they're buying in. It's an important perception uh, and also positions you as a more progressive thinking media company to advertisers and to agencies. In addition, it does set you up for being able to manage the migration of dollars. Um, There may be more dollars flowing into uh, digital content marketing or digital um, ads versus print, you may come to the conclusion somewhere down the road that you're going to go digital only. I don't know. I hope not. But if you do, it gives you leverage that you're already set up to manage the flow of business between whatever medium uh, people are wanting to, to buy from you. So it really positions you well as a multimedia company internally and externally. Uh, and then finally, and most importantly, it makes it easy for customers to spend more money with you. Um, it, it's easier for them to say, okay, hey, I need to do this, 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 and this. Oh, you know what? If I spent just a little bit more, I would get this next discount here. I might as well add this package in. It just it makes it easy for them to put together the packages that they want in the way that they want across print and digital, get the discount overall and reward for spending more with you. Um, and it makes it more obvious to them. So it just makes it easier for customers to spend more money. Um, so there's some challenges though. How do you put a total spend discount program together in such a way that it works and makes sense to you, to your salespeople, to your advertisers? Let's talk about these. What are the keys to success for this model? First of all, you've got to start with your a la carte pricing, right? What is your open rate pricing for every single thing that you sell? Now, for some of you, that's too many products. I've seen some publishers where they'll have, you know, their print rate card and they'll have this digital rate card that is, um, you know, got 50 different products in it. And the sale, the sellers don't know where to start. They don't know how to communicate it. Your, your, your advertiser's eyes glaze over, um, that's a whole separate discussion. We may have a whole session on how to simplify your rate cards. Uh, we'll talk about this as well. Is anybody buying black and white ads? I mean, there may still be some markets where black and white or two color are important, but in a lot of markets, they're not buying 
this. So do we need those? Again, I don't know. Uh, we, we'll, we'll figure those out together and you can look at your own situation. But for a lot of um, a lot of companies, simplifying both your print rate card and your digital products is, is huge. The other key here is you must combine your print and digital ad spend. So for most publishers, this is your print advertising along with uh, web advertising and probably email advertising and maybe dedicated emails. Um, for other companies, they may include products like content marketing, like lead generation, um, like programmatic uh, advertising like co-branded social uh, that may be in here or directory type stuff. Um, all of that may be combined. I've seen it all sometimes combined into the uh, total spend discount methodology. You've got to look at the margin on those kinds of products, right? So whether it's an event sponsorship or a booth, um, sometimes there's costs that incur with that. If you're doing programmatic or co-branded social, you'll have to buy certain media elements in order to, to resell them. So there's different things that you got to look at. So depending upon the margin, you may or may not want to include them. You have to make that determination on your own. But I've seen companies who put everything into a total spend discount and some who just do the print and digital uh, advertising. You want to price your tiers um, so that they're slightly higher than current spend level. So if I got to go back to the, to the tiers, um, whenever we kind of analyze this model, we take a look at all of our accounts. What was their total spend last year? And there's some pretty definite tiers uh, that you'll find of companies spending X dollars with you. And so the goal is to set the tier slightly higher than where most of your people are spending. So if you got a good chunk of people who are spending right around $9,000 with you every year, set your next tier at $10,000. Encourage them to spend a little bit more with you. Or if they're spending $23,000, set your next tier at $25,000. So always set your tier so that your average total spend by customer is going to go up just a little bit. So every customer is going to want to spend just a little bit more to hit that next tier with you. Um, that's one of the key things in uh, setting up this kind of a model. Then create several preset packages. So even though we've priced the tiers higher, we've included all the products, we started with our open rate pricing, we're going to take the open rate pricing and then we're going to set the you know, the, uh, the, the Peking dinner, right? Which may happen to be, uh, you know, print only, or we may set the, you know, the, if you're using a, a, a pizza example, the, 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 the meat lovers, which is all digital. I'm using stupid examples here, but you get the idea. Create several preset packages at different price points and different media mixes, a mix of print and digital at different price points. Create these packages out there. So you've got your a la carte pricing, You've got your tiered uh, pricing model that shows that. And then you've got several kind of starter packages. Hey, try these different packages. We have our market domination package, which is print and digital. And it's a 12X um, print and it's, and it's monthly web and email. And here's the price. Or you've got your, you got your dip your toe in the water kind of program, which is you know three print ads in this. Or we've got this all digital package, right? So you've got these six or nine different preset packages that you go out with, you use those as the starter. So again, if I were to back this up, you've got your a la carte open rate pricing, 
You've got your total spend discounting. And then you've got your starter packages, right? Here's your six packages that you could start from. You choose one of these packages as kind of the basis for you, client. And then we can adjust it. We can modify it. We can take away some things. We can add some things. But having those preset packages is a great way to kind of prime the pump, get the conversation going, give them something that they can sink their teeth into. If you just give them this, the open rate and the tiered pricing, they're not necessarily going to um, get the picture. But if you set up this preset packages, they'll go, oh, I like that package. Let's start with that. But can we adjust it from here to there? It's always better to start with something and then adjust it than to try to have, work with the advertiser from scratch and develop something out. So create several preset packages um, that will hit these different tiers and different price points with different media mixes. Uh, tiers reset at the start of the calendar year. Now, it doesn't have to. You could reset the, 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 the pricing structure anytime you want, but typically these go in a calendar year, right? So you're going to spend $25,000 or more in 2022 in order to achieve the silver level discount, right? So always reset it at the calendar year. What does this mean? So that means, and I have to don't give backward credit. We'll talk about that here in a second. Um, but that basically means if, let's say someone, um, back to, the, to this total spend here. If someone bought $9,000 worth of advertising for you, right? They'll be in the bronze tier. They bought it, let's say in November for the following year. They'll be in the bronze tier. They'll get a 10% discount on that. If... They say, let's say in March, they say, you know what? I want to buy another $9,000 worth of uh, advertising from you. Awesome. That brings them up to $18,000. That puts them into the silver tier. What you're not going to do is retroactively go back and discount their original IO in November back to 10%. Why? Well, hey, it's kind of like when I fly in the airlines, right? If I'm a silver level, level status, I have so many perks. Um, but once I achieve gold level status, um, I'll get perks from that point on, but I don't get perks retroactively back. It's the same thing. Do not go back and retroactively discount their previous IO. This is another reason why it's really good and it helps you encourage your advertisers to book more early on. Hey, don't book 9,000 in November and another 9,000 in March. Book 18,000 in November and get the 15% on the entire IO. So do not go back and retroactively uh, discount or prorate the, the, the discounts uh, in the past. That's what we're talking about here with giving backward credit. Don't, don't do that. Uh, so if they achieve a new tier, it only applies to that IO and forward in that calendar year. You'll probably have to put something in your, um, in your ad contract um, that may require back billing. In other words, let me go back to this here again. Let's say that they were at the gold tier, right? They had a $30,000. Um, here's the other little secret uh, with publishing is that we also know that not only are rate cards not worth the paper they're printed on usually, um, media contracts aren't worth the paper that they're written on. Uh, I cannot count the number of times that advertisers have just 
canceled a contract, said, oh, we're not going to spend that. And the publisher, and even though there's a cancellation clause, the publisher never enforces it. Why? Because we're afraid of damaging the relationship with the advertiser or the advertiser threatens, hey, if you, you, if you do this, I won't spend with you again. It's a real fear. It's a real issue. I understand that. I do know some publishers who enforce the, um, the cancellation clause. Uh, but when you're doing with this, it's not just a cancellation clause, but it's, it's going back and saying, hey, if you cancel, awesome, uh, you, know, you, you have a cancellation number, but also your previous IO, it's going to drop you back down the tier. You're going to need to go back and reimburse us for that. You can't book $30,000 to get the discount, then cancel $20,000 and expect to still get that discount. It's not going to happen. So think about that. Um, I think it's one of the keys to, to success is having a really strong cancellation clause and enforcing that cancellation clause. So that's pretty much it. That is the total spend discounting and why we should get rid of the frequency rate card. The publishers I have seen who have gone more toward a total spend discount model, um, it takes a while. It takes a while for their... Um, Sellers to get their heads wrapped around it. it. takes a while for the advertisers to get their heads wrapped around it. You don't have to wait till you're getting ready to put your new rate card together for the new year to do this. Although if you are going to do it, that's a great time to do it, typically in the August timeframe to get this all worked out and then go educate your customers about it for the fall selling, site, fall selling cycle. Um, but I have seen other publishers implement this mid-year. Um, you know, if, if, if that's the case, now is the time to start doing it right here, right now. Think about how to move to a total spend discount. Um, and maybe you just do a half year. It is typically easier to do it on a year start, but you don't have to wait until then. Uh, but that's it. That is the total spend discount model. Uh, I, I hope you found this useful. I, I do want to uh, plug next week's session. We're going to talk about web-centric publishing. This is talking about how do you flow content as a publisher? We have our magazine, we have our website, we have email newsletter, we have social media, we have content distribution through like Google News and Apple News. We have website notifications that go out. We have all these different methods out there of uh, pushing content out to our readers. Most publishers are still print-centric. We are still um, dictated to by our print publishing cycle. I'm gonna show you how you can flip that model on its head and become web first, yet still get what you need to out of your magazine and your newsletters and why you're gonna to wanna to do that. You're not gonna miss the session next week. That's it for today, guys. I hope you have a wonderful week and thanks for joining me today.